Welcome to Living Water Radio. I studied in Israel for a semester in college. One day I was walking down the street in Jerusalem when I heard someone yell, David. Well, how many Davids are there in Jerusalem? I didn't even turn my head. I heard the voice repeating, David, David, and getting closer. And I turned around and it was a girl who lived two doors down the street from me in my hometown. She was from a different college and I had no idea that she would be there probably had a similar experience where previously unknown connections between events or people are suddenly revealed to show us how closely connected we are, we say it's a small world. The idea of six degrees of separation has been around since 1929 and states that every person in the world is separated by, on average, no more than six social connections, like a friend or a relative or someone we know, from any other person in the world. That's pretty small. It's also a big, big world. For starters, the world is almost 25,000 miles around and has a surface area of almost 200 million square miles. It's almost 8,000 miles from one side of the world to the other through the core. And it has a population of almost 8 billion people. That's pretty big. How can something be big and small at the same time? Today, We're going to talk about how the church does it without even breaking a sweat. My name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I serve Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 114 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Check out our first Living Water radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. We are taking great strides currently toward returning to the new normal. Movie theaters, stores, churches, schools, restaurants, sporting facilities, and more are opening to indoor service, though with a fraction of their seating capacity. Still, it's progress. Some people are being careless, and things aren't opening up as quickly as they could, but things are improving. Disneyland is opening on a very limited basis on April 30th. It will only allow 15% occupancy that will fall or rise as coronavirus cases fall or rise. But I think that there's a good chance that some of that crowd will always be parents being dragged by their hyperventilating toddlers to a ride called It's a Small World. It's a Small World is a boat ride down a river past people puppets from all over the world with similar facial structures but different colors and pastel national costumes singing It's a Small World song over and over and over. It's designed to show children that everyone's basically the same, and it's located in the fantasy land section of Disneyland, which may be sending a message also. You may also have seen the words in your rearview mirror caution, objects in mirror may be closer than they appear. Humanity is incredibly diverse. That, I think, is a strength. But we in the Christian Church, though composed of the full range of human diversity throughout the world, are also one. And we are basically the same in our human nature. We are sinners, separated from God by our sin, in need of a Savior. 
and we have opened our hearts to the work of that Savior, Jesus Christ, on the cross. Paul writes in his letter to the Galatians, the third chapter, starting at the 29th verse, As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. We are also very different. Each of us has a different gift or gifts that appear one at a time throughout our lives. These gifts aren't given to us, but through us for the benefit of all. But they are specific. We are together in the body of Christ, and individually we are members of it. A member is a part of a body. Each part of the body of Christ has been given everything it needs to accomplish that for which it was made, from a single cell to an organ, a muscle, a tendon, or a nerve, from an individual member to a congregation to a cluster of congregations to a denomination to the whole body of Christ on earth, from part of a system to the entire system within the body. Paul writes in his first letter to the Corinthians, the 12th chapter, beginning at the 27th verse, Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then deeds of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But strive for the greater gifts and I will show you a still more excellent way. And then he goes on to to, uh, write the uh, 13th chapter, which is the love chapter. We are the body of Christ and individually members of it. This is how the church, the body of Christ, works. It is a large and small organization at the same time, and nowhere is this expressed more so than in small groups. Small groups have personalities based on the spiritual gifts of those who compose them. They are only together for a time, however, and then they split and grow again. They take on a new personality. They are always taking on new people and are best suited for the training of first-generation Christians and the discipling of existing members for building up the body of Christ. But you can't give away what you don't have. I think a part of the reason that the church has struggled is that we have lost hope in what we have. We've settled for being a professional organization or for doing what we need to do for acceptance in the larger community. We've tried not to rock the boat or to appear to be intolerant of every other belief system, but instead view their views as just as valid as what we believe, to adopt a spirit of relativism, and as a result, we don't have anything to give away. In some quarters, in my opinion, how do we learn and grow? It's hard not to grow in a small group. A small group is in your face, but it can easily be taken off track. It takes effort and resolve to keep it focused on the growth of our true selves and off the emotional needs of one or two people, on the off-inspiring and off the drama, on the creation of the Christian life, and not what one colleague calls majoring in minors. 
Successful groups get attached to one another and then, if their hearts are in the right place, have to say goodbye as they grow and split and form new groups in order to stay personal and true to their purpose and building up the body of Christ. To stay small. Small will be the norm of the new normal. Small groups will be places for worship, study, and disciple-making, but they will be dynamic, not static. They will follow a typical small group model. They will not be designed to last, but to grow and reproduce. Leaders and assistants will be chosen by a group of 8 to 16 people. In the case of youth groups and children's education, they'll be assigned. They will grow by personal invitation from members of existing groups. And when they grow past 16, they will split into two groups, and the leader will continue with half the group, group, and the assistant will be the leader of the other half. New assistants will be chosen or assigned. These groups will include age groups for both children's and adult education. One of the contributions of these groups will be to the larger community at large in training and giving experience for leaders. Small groups are hard to maintain and require constant attention. The leadership that is learned there will come as a result of spiritual gifts, not necessarily from natural talents. But I think that they will be a key part of the small normal that is coming. They are the best means we have for rebuilding the church from the ground up. Where there is anonymity, as in a large, large group church, there is no growth. Christianity is the relationships that express our common relationship with God. If it were about our actions, then we, we would be living under a contemporized version of religious laws, wondering if we've done enough. Instead, our focus is on receiving the gift of a living relationship first with the one true living God that then produces acts of justice, that is, of doing God's will. In the Gospel of St. John, the seventh chapter, starting at the 37th verse, we hear, On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now, he said this about the Spirit, which believers in him were to receive. For as yet there was no spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. We are on the other side of the glorification, the glorification of the cross, the resurrection, and the ascension into heaven. We are on this side of the day when Jesus comes in his glory to judge the living and the dead. We live in a relationship that is on the other side of our baptism into the death of Christ, and this side of our resurrection like his. That is not a passive social connection. Christians live life as a new creation, a renewal given by the Creator. That life is formed and fed by living water, the Holy Spirit. Our life is life itself in Jesus Christ, who is the way and the truth and the life. We live in tension, paradox, and faith in a dynamic, not a static relationship. We are never alone. We live in a state of being that is especially suitable for small groups. We are both large and small as the one body of Christ with many members. We cannot be a Christian by ourselves. Where two or three are gathered in Christ's name, there he is in the midst of them. That's an expression of relationship. Our connection to be the body of Christ is large. 
It is built in response to our common relationship with God. Our congregations may be large or small, but the fundamental building block of the body is small. We can easily maintain social relationships in our churches that just use religious language. Small groups, if we let them, can be places where we learn and grow as Christians, sometimes painfully, and see new Christians being formed not by social connections, but by the power of the Holy Spirit to transform lives, where we too find ourselves transformed and truly connected. There are no six degrees of separation between Christians. There are zero degrees of separation among all those who are one in Christ throughout the world, connected by the living water of God, where we find ourselves connected with every other Christian on the planet, in our common relationship with the one true living God. That connection makes it truly a small world. Today, let's remember to pray for the leaders of our government and of our church. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with the living God for which we were created. Remember your church? Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it or contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have available and support your church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody or encourage your loved one to call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay at home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated. <music>